pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Austin O'Lloyd, and this is The Daily Download. Today, our team will discuss Guild Mortgage going public. We'll also cover a new report from Redfin that claims homes in high-risk wildfire areas are more affordable, and a new partnership between Fair Housing Alliance and the LGBTQ Plus Real Estate Alliance. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening, and let's get started with an article written by James Kleiman that discusses Guild Mortgage's announcement that it will be going public. According to an amended S-1 submitted to the Securities and Exchanges Commission on Thursday, Guild, through parent firm Guild Holdings, is expected to price its initial public offering between $17 and $19 per share as early as next week. Kleiman says the retail and correspondent lender plans to issue 8.5 million Class A shares, plus an option for underwriters, Wells Fargo Bank of America Securities and J.P. Morgan Chase to purchase 1.275 million additional shares. According to him, at the $18 midpoint, Guild Holdings will raise about $153 million, and because of the strength of Class B shares, owner McCarthy Partners Management will control 95% of voting rights despite owning just 21% of common stock. Notably, San Diego-headquartered Guild, led by Marianne McGarry, has made six acquisitions since 2007, which has helped increase its production dramatically. Clement notes that between December 2007 and the year that ended June 30th, origination volume grew annually from $1.4 billion to $27.8 billion, and servicing grew from $2.5 billion to $52.8 billion as of June 30th, the lender said in its prospectus. Through the six months ending June 30th, Guild posted a profit of $110.8 million, up from a $47 million loss in the first six months of 2019, and for the first six months of 2020, Guild made $322.9 million from its originations business, but lost $148 million from mortgage servicing. That being said, through June 30th, Guild had $148.5 million in cash and $1.98 billion in mortgage loans held for sale. It also had $336 million in mortgage servicing rights, down from the $480 million it had at the end of 2019 due to faster prepayments and a decline in the value of MSRs. In a statement, the company said management believes that maintaining both an origination segment and a servicing segment provides the company with a more balanced business model in both rising and declining interest rate environments compared to other industry participants that predominantly focus on either origination or servicing. And our next story comes from Julia Falcon and covers a report from Redfin that claims homes in high-risk squad fire areas are more affordable. According to the report, in the 12 months ending August 2020, homes in high-risk zip codes sold for an average of 3.9% less than those in low-risk zip codes coming in at $640,000 compared to $656,000. Redfin says this is in part due to more intense competition in areas with low wildfire risk. According to the company, the disparity escalates the affordability 
crisis in low-risk areas, forcing home buyers who don't have large budgets to look to more fire-prone regions for more affordable homes. Notably, Redfin's data shows that in low-risk areas, 35% of homes sold above list price compared to 27% in high-risk areas. In fact, the company indicates competition is so fierce that 42% of homes sold in low-risk areas over the past three years went under contract within two weeks. The company found in high-risk areas, only 33% of homes were purchased in the same time frame. In a statement, Redfin chief economist Daryl Fairweather said the lower cost of housing in wildfire-prone areas compared to low-risk areas is likely just the beginning of the consequences of climate change for the housing market. According to her, although wildfires are still a rare occurrence for homeowners, if they and other climate disasters continue to happen more and more frequently, some housing markets will go from less desirable to unobtainable. Nevertheless, she warns that could still be the only option for many families. Our last story comes from Julia Falcon and covers a new partnership between the Fair Housing Alliance and the LGBTQ Plus Real Estate Alliance. According to Falcon, the LGBTQ Plus Real Estate Alliance, which officially launched on October 1st, is an inclusive member-based organization dedicated to enhancing the professional lives of its members while providing consumers with the proper resources to assist in buying and selling their home. Notably, as a result of conflict with leadership of the National Association, Association of Gay and Lesbian Real Estate Professionals, the LGBTQ Plus Real Estate Alliance split off and has begun accepting members from across the country, with its first corporate sponsor being announced as Angle and Fulkers. In a statement, the NFHA said it will use the partnership to cross-promote fair housing initiatives, educate the public about fair housing rights, provide fair housing training to LGBTQ Plus Real Estate Alliance members, and collaborate to showcase instances of housing discrimination. In a statement, Lisa Rice, president and CEO of NFHA, said this partnership will advance fair housing in a time when civil rights are under attack and key tools for strengthening equity are being systematically eviscerated. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Daily Download. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and join us again tomorrow.